Entrepreneurs can get stuck in their head. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by Perfect Publishing. Perfect Publishing is a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing is sharing a project of hope. We carefully chose heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Get a dose of hope.com. My guest today is Brian Sweet. As a Forbes best in state wealth advisor for multiple years running, Brian has been on the mission to help people live their retirement dreams since the start of his career in financial services back in 1979. It is because of this that he created his proprietary, The Dream Architect, which not only helps his clients maximize their distribution planning in retirement but also helps them strive for and accomplish their biggest dreams. Brian Sweet and Robert talk about some of the things they tell us not to talk about, like money. Robert wants to make sure we keep talking about money, and Brian is teaching people about money, but also about taking responsibility for their lives, which starts with your thinking. Brian and his partner, Brittany, are creating the Dream Architect Life and helping people design their life and make financial decisions to support it. Well, Brian, thank you for joining me today and just look forward to uh, another great conversation. Well, so excited to be here today. So I typically just start each episode with a guest sharing their entrepreneurial journey. Well, I'd love to. Yeah, I um, probably like a lot of people, I started when I was really young, or I'm very fortunate maybe to say I started when I was very young. So I got my start right out of college in the um, financial services industry, i.e. I was the quote unquote life insurance salesman that uh, you usually like to hide from in those conversations and gradually realized that there was more to a person's finances than life insurance and graduated to investments and then more to the you know, holistic financial planning and ultimately over time we've created a unique trademark process called the dream architect where we maybe hopefully look at things a little bit different than the average advisor and from that has now developed what we're creating which is called the dream architect life and that'll be something that we'll be rolling out uh, an actual platform uh, early in 2023. Well, from a from a recovering dream <laughs> specialist, and and I actually one of the titles I've considered is is dream recovery specialist, and so I love love dream architect life. I love the even uh, your dream architecture, you know, book building the retirement, you know, what's possible, just really contains so much valuable information. And well, I, I, I appreciate that. It was uh, nice to get to chat about that before the podcast started. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. And Well, I just appreciate the intentionality, right? There's 
the idea that we can design a life and then we can build a business or, or use our job to, to support a life that we want. And, and, and really it involves just an increased level of intentionality. Yeah, I would 150% agree. I have just found that whatever you seem to pay attention to, and that's intentionality, that all of a sudden those things become more prevalent in your life and they start showing up. And, and so if you're looking for positive, uplifting, motivational, life-changing things, those things show up. If you're looking for, you know, bad things and uh, everything that goes with negativity, uh, that'll also show up. So really spending time focusing on what you want or what you want your future to be is so important. Uh, I can't just tell you that how much I've actually experienced that myself. And so I'm just really conscious of it today. And uh, I don't know what happens, but it actually does work. Well, and, and, and it works in the opposite too. And, and I've had, you know, my years in ministry and just years, just people always coming. Why do all these bad things keep happening to me? And, and you're, you're like, well, what are you, what are you focused on? And, and the challenge, I think, even for people like, obviously everybody wants more money. Everybody wants, you know, a better life. I get that. Those are, those are simple wants. But we focus on what we don't want so often. And yeah. it's, that's a really hard thing to help people understand. Because if you asked them, they would say, I'm not, I'm not focused on what I don't want. And yet the reality is that in their mind, they're focused on all the things they don't have instead of the things that they really want. And it, it, it requires some very intentional actions to make that transition. Yeah, very true. Um, you know, I always like to, when something like bad happens, I always like to say, you know, this happens for me instead of to me. Mm. And and you have to, you know, maybe it takes a little time, but what benefit could I get out of this? Or how can I improve or be a better person or fix the situation? Uh, so I never look at anything bad that happens as a failure. It's more as a you know, you're either moving ahead or you're learning something. And I think if people just also had that kind of a mindset, it would help them get through that. I think everybody's going to feel bad. It's just the length of time that you focus on feeling bad. And the quicker you can get out of that mindset to something positive, then more likely the good things will happen quicker. Absolutely. So let's talk about creating that life. Right. And, yeah. and creating creating that possibility. And so you you talk, I mean, your very first chapter is basically possibility comes to those who create it. Okay. And I love talking about basically designing your life and then and then creating it. And I think a lot of people feel like uh, you know, they're they're just stuck in whatever life gives them, right? They took the they took the first job out of college and that pretty oh. much set the career. They got married and now that sets the course and that's determining the things. Now they've got kids and and they're making decisions because of the kids. How how do we create this life that we want when 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 the world is battling against us? Yeah. I, I mean I'd like to say it's just by thinking about it and it just happens overnight. It's you know unfortunately it's not that easy. <laughs> but I, I think just to give you a little background, you know, when we created the trademark process called the Dream Architect, 
the thought process was, if you think back when you were a, a little person and everybody wanted to be an astronaut or a fireman or, you know, they had these great big dreams and then reality set in and expectations and school and, and, and you'd get with a group of people and pretty soon they were saying, well, you can't do that. What are you thinking? And pretty soon, you know, just our whole mental state gets pushed down. And I went, well, there are a lot of people that have moved beyond that and created and accomplished amazing things. And really, what was that? And it was really like the six inches between their ears. And so how do you do that? And so it's really just creating a, a new thought process. And as I said, it doesn't happen overnight. And it's kind of like a compounding effect. But if you just start saying positive things and, and, and writing out uh, things that you'd like to have happen in your life, and, and you maybe created a journal. So journaling is a really good thing. And in a journal, you want to write down your thoughts. You want to write down things that would be important. You want to write down things that you love your future to look like. And then if you read those every morning and every night before you go to bed and you just do that consistently for a week, two weeks, a month, six months, I will absolutely guarantee you, you will notice a, an amazing difference. Things will look a little different. Things will pop up and you'll go, gee, that's kind of relating to something that I'd written down. When you start getting those signals, then you just want to make sure you're taking action, reach out to where you saw that, start asking questions, and things just happen. But you have to take some action. But I absolutely guarantee you will notice things pop up that relate to whatever it is that you were thinking about or had written and had gone over many times. Mm. So powerful. And I know I know there's still people out there that that think this this power of, of positive thinking is yeah. just is just woo-woo. And 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 obviously I think you know when Norman Vincent Peale was teaching and and in his words, there there wasn't the science now that that backs up the power of, of a positive mindset that backs up what's happening in the brain when when you're when you're thinking positively, but also what's happening in your life when your subconscious is prepared. I, I think people talk about you know this woo-woo of positive thinking, but then they also talk about luck, right? And yeah. and I think luck is just your brain is ready to recognize the reality, right? The opportunities that are that are around you that that go right by when you're not in that right mindset. Yeah, totally, totally agree with that. I, I think that's uh, so, so, so true. Yeah. So, so how do you, how do we, how do we help somebody? All right, we, they decide what they want. They, they, they start writing that down every day. Um, I, I think one of the things that, that can really help in some of that decision-making is knowing their values. Correct. How, how do we help them dig out those values and know what's really important to them to help in that decision making? Well, I, I think, you know, one of the things we talked just a second ago about is journaling. I think if you actually wrote down things that were important and meaningful to you and structured your life to so that each of those things um, help move those forward, uh, that's that's very 
very, very uh, applicable. And so um, part of it is just being aware of it. So most people have never taken the time to think about what their values are or what, what they'd like their life to look like. And so, you know, it's <clears throat> any road will get you there if you don't have a place to actually end up. So what, the, what writing these things down is just give you the path. And so, you know, when you get to the why in the road, uh, it'll help you take the left or the right, whichever the right one will be. Well, and you mentioned the, the opportunity to be to be more positive. And I, and I think um, knowing your values reduces decision fatigue. It, oh. right? it reduces the the, the 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 complication going on up here of, oh, you know, oh. what do I do? I have I have. And, and obviously I I'm a firm believer um, that we have way too many options. <laughs> there are I mean, people living in the United States today. We just simply have way too many options. We can, we can have any color. We can have any model. We can have any shape. We can have any, like the, the, the options are just overwhelming. And, and it really does impact every one of those decisions that you, that you put yourself through impacts your ability to make better decisions <laughs> you know, throughout the day. Yeah. Or even make a decision. There's so many <laughs> options that I'm not going to do anything because I don't know if I'm going to pick the right one. So yeah, anything that you can do to create a shortcut or simplify uh, a decision-making process that helps you move forward to something that you desire or your values um, actually will create, you know, that simplification for you. And it's kind of like having a filter where you, you know, pour all the gobbledygook into it and then you just kind of take what comes out of the bottom and a lot less stuff gets through the filter and all the messy stuff stays up top. So um, I think that's, you know, really well said. How, how, is this, how is this helping your clients and, and people experiencing the dream architect model have less anxiety and stress? Well, I think part of it is most people just get busy with life and then they don't think about these things. So one, we kind of force the conversation and get, you know, get people to start thinking about what's really important. And you only have a limited time on this earth and you get one shot at making it whatever you want it to be. And so, you know, getting back to your intentionality, um, let's focus on what we need to change and what we need to do to, to help move forward. And part of it is one, getting you to think a little bit different, <clears throat> excuse me. But the other thing is a lot of times people don't know the who's. So mm -hmm. maybe there's a person that can help them overcome some aspect that gets them that better job, but they didn't know who um, could help them. So I think one of the roles that we like to play is serving as a who. Uh, we may not know the answer, but we might know somebody that does know the answer, which then helps speed up the process for which they can make whatever changes might be necessary, um, or at least give them some options that they can consider uh, should they want to make that change. Uh, well, I love the idea of the, the who's, finding the who's and, and knowing, knowing more who's. Um, and so being able to network with a reliable source to, you know, to, to know who, you know, have recommendations. Well, 
Yeah, you know, if you think in school, everybody had to take their own tests and everybody had to know, you know, calculus and geometry, even though it might not have anything to do with it. But in the real world, we, we know, a, you know, maybe a lot about a limited field. And the key to getting successful in life is just finding people that know the answers to the questions that you don't know or want to know, but you want to have the right information. And so we're taught how to do it when in reality we ought to be taught, you know, more about who do we go to that's already the expert to save time and energy and he'll be up to speed or she'll be up to speed immediately versus us having to take time to learn it and then finding the time to actually be able to do it. Oh, Brian, you're just you're just you're stepping on some serious toes here because obviously I you there's two <laughs> things two things that school doesn't teach us. A, it doesn't teach us how money works. And B, it doesn't right. teach us diddly squat about relationships and how to create relationships of value. <laughs> yeah, probably the two most important things in life, uh, you know, maybe, yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah. Absolutely. So I think I, I really like that that direction, right? This This idea. And I think it goes against the entrepreneurial spirit, right? I think entrepreneurs, a good majority of them start their business and start a company because... One, they don't want to work for anybody else, so they don't right. like having a boss. <laughs> and two, that they've got this independent spirit of I, I know what I'm doing. I know I can do it. I know what I'm doing. I, I'm an expert at this. And and breaking that, breaking that little mold and being able to say, yes, you're an expert in this little band. Yeah. But you really need all these other pieces and helping them see that you don't have to give up being the expert and you don't have to give up any of your independence to get help and support in, in all these areas. Really good point. And if you think of it like a big, big circle with a bunch of, you know, like lines coming out of it, like the sun, and then you took of all of the different aspects that you need um, or resources or skills and wrote them all down on those little lines coming out. And then you go, which ones am I really good at? Or which ones uh, do I enjoy? And then put your name there. And then all the other ones say, well, why would I want to learn that if there's somebody already that's an expert at it? And then make it your goal over the next three months, six months, year to find somebody's name that can go in all those other slots. Just think if you only did the things that you enjoyed and you loved and you were good at and everybody else did everything else. Would that be kind of fun to get up in the morning? I think so. It's a lot better life, let me tell you. <laughs> and but it but it's challenging, right? To yeah. to to think about outsourcing, to think about hiring, to think about letting go of yeah. uh, of some of those things. Uh, but but I think that's the difference between an entrepreneur that scales Correct. and an entrepreneur that just owns his own job. Yeah, and I think what happens is the entrepreneur thinks they've got to do them all at once. Oh. And what I would tell you is what's the one that if you could make that better or find somebody to do it for you would have the biggest impact in your business today and do that one, get that implemented, then, re then repeat the process you will just find that over time, it's not gonna happen tomorrow. It may literally happen 
over years, but you will see amazing progress just because you're fixing little pieces as you go and your life will consistently get slightly better every time you do that. Mm, so good. All right. Well, we, the other piece we mentioned was this, this financial education. And I think there's been a, this tendency, right? School didn't talk about money. Our parents typically didn't talk about money. And so there's this idea that you're not supposed to talk about money. Yeah. And, and, and the church only asks for money and doesn't really teach us about money. And then school just barely taught us how to balance a checkbook. And so divorce that, you know, the, the second leading cause of divorce is, is financial difficulties and the inability to talk about money. Yeah. Brian, why are we afraid to talk about money? Boy, I think if we could solve that, um, yeah, that would be a really great uh, solution. I, I'm not sure. I just think there's been this stigma that, um, you know, money has some underlying, I don't want to say evils, but, or there's a stigma that, you know, if you start talking about money, but you don't feel like you have enough, then, you know, that'll have some weird effect on a relationship. I, I personally can't answer that, but it is a funny thing that people find it very difficult to talk about it. And I think there's a little bit of uneasiness that, you know, I need X amount to feel like I'm worthy to discuss money or, um, I, yeah, boy, I, maybe that's our next project together, Robert, is trying to solve I, you know, I, what, what's interesting to me is so many of these issues that are coming up in our culture right now, this inequality in this inequality in pay, um, the idea that that some neighborhoods or, or others are paying higher fees for higher interest rates. And 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 I'm like, you know, so many of these issues go away if it's OK to talk about money. Right. It's OK to talk to your neighbor about, hey, what's your mortgage rate? What fees yeah. did you pay when, when you when you signed up for that or. You know, when I when when I've been in these big masterminds with with big investors, you know what they talk about? They talk about money. They talk about the deals they're making. They talk about the 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 benefits they're getting. They talk about the interest rates that they're receiving, not the interest rates they're paying, because because they're putting their money to work. And and nobody's been. Not very many people have been taught that you can put money to work. In fact, yeah. most people are working for money. Yeah, I think another thing is um, maybe people have had some bad luck getting some advice, hmm. maybe on a money issue, and and maybe they're you know a little uncomfortable. So I think one of the things you want to keep in mind is I'm just maybe talking personally, but you know if somebody asks me a question about money or just literally any topic that I might be perceived as knowing a lot about, um, I would, it doesn't matter their status in life, I would be more than happy to give them some direction or answer a question. But I think where, where a person can make a mistake is by asking a question about a topic or money that that person themselves may not, may not know the answer or is not at a level where they even know the right answer, but they give their opinion. Um, and so you got to be careful of who you ask the question of. And it should be of somebody who you would like 
to be close to or that they've accomplished something from that question that you know, maybe you aspire to? Um, because some people will answer a question and really don't know the answer just to give you an answer. And that could cause some problems. Oh, yeah, because we're all turning yeah. to Uncle Joe, who's, you know, buying Bitcoin yeah. and living in a mobile home. Yeah, you know, getting the, the latest uh, stock tip from the cabbie driver is probably, you know, maybe not the, the best thing. What, what What's fascinating to me is that the number of people that trust what Uncle Joe told them yeah. rather than their financial advisor, because and and yet you ask him, well, does Uncle Joe have any money? You know, oh, no, he lost it all. <laughs> Like, yeah. wait, I don't understand. Uh, it, well, uh, this goes back to the who's, right? This is just another who, right? Who who are you aspiring to be? Who who has what you're aspiring to have? And, and those are the people to to be able to to try to have these conversations with. And yeah. so in, in my world that we, you know, we call those mentors. How how do you find these mentors, Brian? How how do you find the person? How do you find some of these who's that can help you along the way? Yeah, I mean, it, it, sometimes that's the difficult because you don't know where to go or who to ask. And that's why that's one of the things we love to do is if somebody has a question, we may not know the answer, but we might not we might know who might know the answer. But what I would tell people is is this is if you have seen somebody that, you know, is successful or might have accomplished something that you have some interest in um don't ever be afraid to reach out and ask them a question or say you know i'd love to buy you a cup of coffee or buy you lunch and i got a couple of things i'd love to learn from you you would be surprised how many people and i would tell you the majority of people would say you know love to do that and they you know wouldn't make you necessarily buy lunch if you offer but maybe offer to be kind um but I think that's partly people are afraid of infringing on somebody's time. But, you know, I tell you, and I think you would obviously agree when you can help somebody get over a problem or or make some progress. I mean, I feel great about that. And I think any good human being and typically the people that have reached success, not everybody, but, you know, they care about others and and want others to do well. And so they're willing to, you know, to help out. But. The worst thing that can happen is if you did that is the person said no. Well, then you're in the same position you were before. But the best thing that can happen is they say yes. And then you learn something and you move forward and and, you know, get the answer to your question. So I think the part of it is just don't be afraid you're going to be a nuisance. Say it in a very nice way, but just ask. Absolutely. And and I think I mean, obviously your book talks about you know, the network you, you surround yourself with. And, 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 and I think it was Jim Rohn, you know, who talks about, you know, you're the conglomeration of the five, five or the people. average of the five people you surround yourself with. And, and obviously you're trying to have a more holistic approach to, you want to be the experts in people's lives, not just about their finance, but I, it sounds to me like you, you want to be the, the, the architect answer man. <laughs> And and create create you know more possibilities for people, and by creating this network of who's right, really, we 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 want to help you find the answers. And if we don't know the answers, we've got a book of who's to 
to refer you to. Yeah, I, I would say that's a really good explanation. And you know, I've just been very fortunate to uh, have met a lot of great people who have helped move forward. And I do surround myself with lots of amazing people. And just like you said, I'm in a lot of different masterminds with, you know, some amazing people that, you know, make me look like I think small and, you know, that keeps you motivated to, to think big. But, um, you know, I think that's really what life is all about is, is, is helping others, uh, you know, get to the, you know, the next level. And, you know, I started out 43 years ago as, you know, wealth management. And, you know, now we've tried to take this another step and say, well, there's actually a life beyond wealth. And so we've created the Dream Architect Life, which then adds four other pillars, which is purpose. So if, if you retire, sometimes if you're an entrepreneur, especially your whole being is tied up in who you are, what you do. And if all of a sudden you're not doing that, uh, that's a little bit difficult transition. So determining your your why and how do I you know, get from something to my next life. Uh, we spend a lot of time on health and longevity. So if you've created all this wealth and you're doing you know, really well, uh, wouldn't you want to live as long as possible and be able to be as active as possible? So focusing on health and longevity is, is good. You know, my favorite quote on that is, he who has his health has a thousand wishes. Mm. He who doesn't has one. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then, you know, it's also legacy and experiences. And so we run into people all the time that, um, you know, say, geez, I'd love to do things, but I don't know how to. So, you know, helping them find the who's to create an experience um, or have one of our little immersive events in and of itself being experiences, you know, something we're trying to do. So, yeah, I think it's, uh, um, you know, a lot of these ideas I got came from, you know, the people I've been hanging around with and ideas that I get. And and uh, so, you know, it just keeps showing me that um, the stuff that we wrote about the book kind of continues to happen. But I would just tell you, the more you do the things, it, it just multiplies. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, Dream Life Planner, Move from Tired and Overwhelmed to Free and Empowered by Noelle L. Peterson, available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R, to dream.com. That's empower, number two, dream.com. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Well, and I just love your heart. I mean, at the heart of what you're doing is I'm a, I'm a wealth management person, but guess what? That involves their entire life. And, yeah. and so I'm, I'm opening myself up and my company up to provide a more holistic approach to wealth management. And, and that includes their daily choices. That includes the, the, yeah. the future things that they want. And really it includes their dreams, right? If, if we're building all this wealth and they're not using it to, to, to make their dreams come true, then what are they doing it for? So yeah, you, I really yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. And you certainly don't want to have any regrets, uh, you know, on your last few days, I would have, should have, could have. Uh, you want to mm -hmm. kind of have those all checked off the list, I would hope. Yeah, well, and 
and and hopefully those are are personal woulda shoulda couldas because I think too many yeah. people are stuck living the woulda shouldas and couldas of other people. Oh, whoa, so true. Um, probably the biggest thing. Uh, thank you, Robert, for bringing that up. Yeah, when you when you build or you come up with your dreams, they should be your dreams. It doesn't matter what anybody else says or does. It should fill your heart, make give you passion and accomplish what has meaning to you and disregard uh, what anybody else does, says or thinks uh, because it's your life, not theirs. So live what you want to do, even if it's different, because it probably will be. And I, I think that's challenging for some people, right? Their family has set expectations. They they put expectations on themselves based on the role they've taken on in their in their marriage or in their work or and and it's it's very easy to let the world's should have yeah. <laughs> dictate what we're doing right like the, the phrase used to be keeping up with the Joneses right yeah. and so you just watch your neighbor and all the things that your neighbor does you do so you buy a grill they buy a grill you buy lawnmower they buy a lawnmower they buy a Lamborghini oh wait pardon how do I do that? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and people have lost their own identity in that, but they've also that they're they're no longer doing it to fulfill themselves. They're just doing it to to have an appearance. And I think we need more authenticity in in our dreams and more authenticity in well, social media, the stories we tell, but right, I, I want to. I want to be able to be my authentic self and put my my authentic self out there in and I think people are afraid to to be authentic. No, I wow, you're just uh, dead on in my opinion, so I 1000% agree. I I think sometimes people don't have their own definition of success and then they see somebody else's you know, they say, well, I, I would think that that person is successful, whether they are or not, or it's just a, you know, a, an imaginary front. So then they use that as the basis for what would make them successful. So I think the sooner you can, you know, get away from that thought process. And there's a great book on this concept by Ben Hardy and Dan Sullivan called The Gap Versus the Gain. And, and part of the problem people have is that if you, if you look at life and, you know, you want to accomplish things, there's always something you haven't accomplished. And so then you can always say, oh, I'm kind of a failure on that. I just never hit that. But if instead of looking at some infinite future uh, goal that you never hit, if you'd stop and look at where you're at and then go back and look at the gain that you've made since you know, five years ago or since you started. I mean, it's amazing what most people have done versus the gap between some unknown, you know, unrealistic objective. And if you look at it that way, instead of being, you know, disappointed in yourself, you're actually going to be proud of yourself and probably more encouraged to keep moving forward because you have made steps, you have made strides. And everybody can say it probably is not all they'd want to do, but wow, are you better off? And have you done more than, you know, five years ago? And everybody's situation is going to be absolutely. So 
if you just kind of look at it a little bit differently, uh, that may encourage you just to keep moving forward on your thoughts, ideas, and dreams. Well, and I think that's the difference, right? Focusing on on what you have versus yeah. what you don't, what what you, what's missing. And I I think gratitude is is very powerful in that yeah. in that way. Yeah, yeah. The more I, I I will tell you, the more grateful you are for just everything. And I try to I in my in my weekly planner, I have a, a gratitude section. So every day, I try to write down you know three or four things that happen that I'm grateful for. You know, sometimes it's a little bit di difficult, but it might be that the, the the pillow was nice and fluffy, and I got a good night's sleep. You know, that's something to be grateful for. So, or, I think, or the air, I'm breathing, I'm still breathing air today. Yeah, I'm I'm still on the green side of the grass, so that's a good thing. Absolutely. So you mentioned you mentioned a couple of routine things like journaling and and gratitude in your journal. What yeah. other what other pieces of a routine are important for your personal development? Yeah, I um, I like to listen to, and I've always been a big fan of motivational things or something that sets your mind, um, you know, in the right framework for for the day. Uh, so um, I listen to uh, it's five to seven minutes. It's by a gentleman by the name of Darren Hardy. Um, uh, Darren, it's called Darren Daily, um, and he just has a you know kind of some uplifting comment every morning. Uh, so he does it Monday through Friday. So it's it's a quick five or seven minutes. That's been great. I have a, in my book, I, I have a lot of quotes. I have, um, you know, reference pieces. I, I read over my goals and objectives and where I want to be at different time frames just to remind myself uh, of what's important so that, uh, you know, whatever I'm looking for comes to me uh, over time. Uh, so those are some important things. I do a lot of reading um, on different topics and, and, and books um, that I want to get better on. Um, I, so those are kind of some things I would do either mostly in the morning, but uh, at night I'd maybe do a little re extra reading. Nice. All right. So I know this is the, the Dream Architecture book is your was your second book. Second book, I think. Yeah, well, I've actually written five books, but right. uh, some were for the wealth management. And so this is a second book on that series. And the first was called Dare to Dream, which is more about our dream architect process. And then we realized, boy, the dream architecture book should have been the first book because it sets the framework for the you know tools and the things that you probably need to have in place to make your financial life a little more successful. So um so dare to dream would have been the first book on that and i think I, that was like 2017 or something nice so what's been the impact uh, of being an author um it, you know it's interesting the, the the comments but i will tell you this particular book um and, and you know you alluded to some really kind comments before we got started but we have gotten more amazing emails, um, you know, reviews. There's a lot of reviews on the book, um, personal commentaries of how by reading that, and some, some people have read it several times, has got them started on a process that they wish they would have been on that journey 
at a much younger date, but they have now started it because you're never going to get any younger than today. Right. And so that's really encouraging and makes you feel good that you've had a positive impact on somebody's life and and help make you know make people move forward in something that was important to them, but maybe just didn't either one have the courage, the know-how or whatever, but this gave them the emphasis to take that first step. That's so good. All right, I'm gonna switch things up just a touch. What was your most memorable date night? <laughs> wow, memorable date night. Boy, you're catching me way off guard here. Um, memorable date night. It's just to make sure the audience knows you're not faking it, right? You, you don't <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. Well, uh, the one that's coming to mind is a, a night where we went, so I'll just show you my age, went to a drive-in theater. And we were really bad in that there was people in the car and a bunch of us um, jumped in the back, in the trunk of the car. And um, it was like a more of a double dating thing. So apparently back then, you know, we didn't have the extra money. So we uh, were trying to sneak in, which is not the thing to do. Um, so that's the one that just come into mind for whatever reason. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how I saw Star Wars the first time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. Stuck, stuck the little kid in the trunk of the car. He'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let him out because, uh, might run out of air. That's right. <laughs> probably not. Those 1970s cars, they, <laughs> well, good point. Yeah. They, they had more leaks and uh, air, air pockets than anything. Yeah. Not like the cars today when you slam the door and your ears pop. <laughs> They're so sealed up. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. I like it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about uh, play and fun. How important is play and fun in, in, in the dream life? Yeah. I, I think it's, um, Maybe it's the most important thing because I think what what you need to do is rejuvenate your body to kind of get it ready for when you're working and and need your the energy. So, um, and I learned this years ago. I'm a longtime participant in Dan Sullivan's strategic coach, and so he has free focus and buffer days. And he said the thing you need to do is book your free days before you book any other day of the year. So uh, I've been fortunate that I just was dumb enough just to listen to what he said. Uh, and so I, I do that. But what I have found is over time, the more time I take off and, and rejuvenate myself, the clearer I think, the more I get done and the better results that I have. Because sometimes you just, you're like a slave driver to yourself and, you just, you know, not thinking clearly. So you make bad decisions and things just don't happen that the way that they should. So, I mean, I think everybody's different, but I would just tell people to schedule it, stick to it, and then consistently keep adding to it. Assuming you have time, obviously entrepreneurs have more flexibility than others, um, but do yourself a favor and take some time off, you will find it's immensely helpful. So that's one level of, of self-care. Let's take self-care to the, I mean, you mentioned, we, we've talked about the importance of health as a part of yeah. your financial future. 
right? So, so as a as a business owner, let's talk about the value of self care yeah. beyond just taking days off. Yeah, yeah. I think you know everybody needs to create their own platform, but you know, being careful what you eat, um, exercise, all of those things are important, and the level at which you do it. Uh, I think everybody has to determine their own um, own level, but there are a lot of skilled people that can help you create a platform. So if you have a goal to lose some weight or you know some um, you know health thing that you want to be able to do some sports or something, there are people out there that can help you do that. And so if you haven't been able to accomplish it yourself, you know, go find that who that that's an expert in that area to give you the, you know, the plan of attack uh, for that. So uh, and then you just got to make it a habit. And just like an appointment with a client, uh, you got to put it on your calendar and just stick to it. And life is just about creating a lot of little habits that you put together on a daily or weekly basis. And if you consistently do that over time, you're going to get good results in anything. But it's just like the person that, you know, maybe has three diet, you know, three Cokes or whatever a day. And, you know, after a day, you don't feel or see anything different. And after a week, you don't see anything different. And maybe after a month, you know, you know, I'm going to maybe a couple more pounds. And, you know, six months later, you've got 20 pounds more. Um, it's just because, you know, you, it's the compound effect of, you know, uh, one bad habit. And so um, the secret is just like compound interest. Um, you know, a penny a day compounded for 30 some days is a lot of money. Same effect with habits. So every little decision matters. And not that you should never not do something, you know, uh, you know, whatever you shouldn't do something bad just don't consistently do it because of the compounding effect oh that's so far and it's so interesting how our health our personal growth and our finances are all have that similar yeah impact right yeah and and there's a tendency in our culture to kick the can down the road and just say well that's not going to happen to me or that's that i don't need to deal with that now yeah but yeah, the well, truth is that well, I was just going to say, I think we're all into this instant gratification, you know, so if I, you know, don't, if I, if I go spend that money today versus put it aside in my 401k, uh, I have, you know, a new car, a new thing, but, you know, when are you going to be able to get the money aside or whatever? So I think just being conscious of, of those decisions is a uh, really important Thing. And, and if you can cause yourself to think about a decision before you react, a lot of times you'll change what you do. And so just having some kind of a mechanism that forces you to stop and say, is that the right thing? Before you maybe get the credit card out or do whatever you do. Uh, sometimes if you can create something like that, that helps you stop or at least think, is that the right thing to do at this moment? Um, you know, that'll maybe save you a, a little grief down the road. Absolutely. Well, I think a lot of our culture is, you know, reacting. And, yeah. and in that reacting, a lot of people are really living in 
stress and anxiety and what I call, you know, their brains are actually in fight and flight mode. And so they're dumping adrenaline and cortisol into their brain. And of course the body that's designed for you to go running away from an enemy or, or running towards the, 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 the fight. Right. And, And so it's putting chemicals in your body. They're intended for physical activity. And of course, most people are sitting on the couch with all this cortisol and adrenaline dumped into their body and then wondering why they feel like crap. And the opposite of that is, is of course not getting into that stress and anxiety in the first place and allowing your body to experience joy where your brain actually dumps dopamine and oxytocin and all kinds of fun stuff into your body. So obviously this is a pretty stressful time for people looking at their financial investments right looking at i mean you know obviously even real estate now is starting to come down because it has to <laughs> you know inflation is is going up at a rate like we haven't seen in in 30 years and and so there's a lot of people that are feeling like there's a ton of uncertainty uh you just don't know how how has laying these foundations changed the impact of that uncertainty yeah, great, great question. And uh, I, I would tell you the people that actually go through like the dream architect process where they think about their bigger future and what they want life to be a number of years down the road. And then that's the focal point, some point down the road. Uh, that's a really great question. What I can tell you is the people that have done that have really haven't had questions, concerns, made calls. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> they, they've just focused on, you know, where they're going in the trajectory, which may be three or five or 20 years down the road. And they're not focused on the today because I've already got today factored in, you know, so if you need cash for today, well, we've got that no big deal. And so all the stuff that's going on is really noise because why we're doing it is for some reason five or 15 years from now. And so if you look at, you know, putting what the value is at the time you need it, then you don't have to worry about it today because the markets come back 100 percent of the time and you can put some buffers and things on, you know, the investments to kind of tamper it. But you're going to you're going to have these kind of things happen, you know, a third of the time may not be the stock market, maybe it's real estate, maybe it's, you know, Bitcoin or whatever other things you invest in, but something is always going to be affected. And so if you're not future based or thinking about what your future life would be, uh, you're going to be in stress all the time because you're going to have something that's not working. And so uh, I, I would just say I've never really thought about that till you asked the question, but those people haven't called us, but they're not concerned about it because if they needed money, I've got it for them and it's in something safe and secure and all the other stuff is doing what it's supposed to be doing. And they look at this as an opportunity because the markets are down. So, you know, maybe I can take advantage of it instead of it being scary. I can look at it as a good thing because I don't need it for another 10 or 15 years. So really a different mindset now that, you know, you make me think on it a little bit. Well, and it really goes back to that statement we talked about earlier, where your focus goes, your energy flows. Yeah. And 
And if you're focused on the negative, it, the, it raises your stress and anxiety. If you're focused on the plan and, and this foundation that you've laid, it, it, it keeps it, it doesn't have to be, you know, yeah. th today's really worries don't have to be top of mind. And I think, yeah. you know, for the, there, there's people that just live in, of course, that, that victim state, right? They're, the world is against them. God is against them. Everything is happening. You know, they have no control over any of it versus the person who's just taken responsibility and says, you know what? Every element of my life is my responsibility, no matter what. And, and really, it is my responsibility to, to how I deal with it. Right. Even if I've been a victim of something terrible, my car gets smashed or, you know, stolen, whatever, whatever bad things still happen. If I'm responsible for them, then I just got to deal with it and move on. Right. Like yeah. I talk about it being the difference between the person who gets a flat tire on their way to work. They're thankful for a place to change the tire. They change the tire and off they go. Or they're thankful for having AAA coming and changing the tire and off they go. Versus the person who still has to get the tire changed, but gets to work and says, oh, man, I had a flat tire. And then at break time, oh, man, I had a flat tire. And throughout the entire eight hour day, the flat tire has been the driver of the day yeah. versus, you know what? The flat tire happened. That sucks. What now? Yeah. Yeah. Very. It's, it's funny, but so true. And part of it is just taking responsibility for what happened versus placing blame on somebody else. Um, you're not going to change what happened. So just move forward. Use it as some positive experience or just forget it and move forward. And um you know, the more you think about negative, the more it's going to tie you up and inhibit you from just literally doing anything productive, you know, from that point forward. So the sooner you can put that stuff behind you, the much better you're going to be. Uh, but, you know, responsibility is so true. I mean, you can only control what you can control. So don't worry about other things, but you can control yourself, your actions, what you do, how you respond, what you put in your mind, etc. I mean, that's a level of wisdom that a lot of people don't get to. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 it 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 sounds too simple, especially for the people that are in that stress and anxiety space. It yeah. sounds too simple. Yeah. And 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 but the reality of letting go of the things you can't control is so powerful. Yeah. And, and all I can tell people is it works, but you have to try it and you can't just like read one book or one positive saying, and then it's going to change your life forever. It's got to be a whole change in your you know life and your framework and your mindset. And you got to do it consistently. But I, I will absolutely tell you, because I, I just live it, that it, it works. But, you know, reading positive things and positive affirmations and saying good things about yourself so you start believing it because confidence in the world is key if you don't have confidence in what you do who you are who you can be um you know you're probably not going to have all the things that you'd love to have but once you start believing in yourself and uh you know start mentally you know thinking those things good things happen so if you just got in a habit of you know, whatever it happened to be, just reading some of those positive books, those affirmations, and just did it consistently for 30, 60, 90 days. And then just be aware of it and see, 
you know, is anything changing? And I, I will be shocked if, if somebody in, in 90 days doesn't, one, feel different, but two, say, you know, this thing popped up that I had written down is important. I, I can't imagine that won't happen. And, and all you need is a little bit of encouragement to go, oh, I'm seeing that work. And then, you know, you'll just keep going. But you got to give yourself, and I don't know if 90 days is the ideal time frame, but you got to give yourself something. It's just, well, it's a good start. It's a good start. You know, it's like people that uh, entrepreneurs that, you know, maybe try a new advertising campaign and they, you know, they roll it out once and it's, uh, you know, they've done it for a week and they didn't get any new clients. So they, well, that didn't work. Well, maybe yeah, there's no, on, there's no uh, microwave solutions to market. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, it's more, life's more about doing little tweaks and, uh, and sticking with it than it is about anything else. Well, we talked earlier about the five people you associate with and how those impact who you are. And yeah. I think I think the inputs, you have to think about the inputs, right? And you mentioned every day listening to Darren Hardy and get five to seven motivational, positive, and then reading positive affirmations. I I quit watching the news years ago. I quit I quit scrolling social media because of all of the negative and drama. And I think if you avoid all that negative and that drama, you can believe that the world is a good place, even with all the terrible things happening, right? And, and, and terrible things are still gonna keep happening regardless of whether or not I see them on the news or not. I just don't need that. I don't need that fed into, into my system. Yeah, I mean, the world is so much better than it's ever been in history right today, but- hmm. Absolutely. But the negative is what sells on the news. And that's what you're going to get 99% of the time. And you just got to understand that that's, you know, the news is not necessarily to give you information. It's about selling advertising so they can pay all their help. And so they're going to do whatever it takes to sell advertising, which is negative. And so I, I applaud you for doing that. And I think the more people cut back on it, quit it, um, the, the happier they would, would be. And, and, you know, just life expectancies and standard of livings. And uh, just, I mean, there's so many positive things that help have happened and technology is making life so much better, but, you know, you're not going to see the, you know, unless you look for them, they're out there. Uh, those would be things I'd like to read. Um, but you're not going to get that typically, I mean, there's one program on Sunday morning where this, um, I'm trying to think of his name on CBS, where the guy has this like uplifting story about some human that did something really positive. I'd love to see him like do a whole half hour news program and just that. Right. Um, but, you know, that's the only time I've ever seen <laughs> probably some, you know, consistently good news uh, reported on the. Well, and, and it's because the drama sells and people are attracted to the drama. And and the problem is the drama is not healthy. The drama paints a picture of the world that, that is negative and paints a picture of the world as this terrible place that we're all stuck yeah. versus recognizing all of the good. And, and I think it's really important to keep emphasizing all of the good and positive things and finding oh. those positive things in your own life. And that's where gratitude can be so powerful in, yeah. in just reminding ourselves of all the good that we have, all of the abundance that's available to us and all of the great things that can happen because of the way the world is right now at this moment, it's a wonderful, great place. Oh. And, and just that difference helps you have 
more belief in potential and possibility. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, this divisiveness that we have going on, which seems like it's, you know, the most we've ever had is, is just the buildup of all of this negativity that's happened over the years. And I think if, you know, if people just unplug their, you know, or turn the TV off during the news hour, uh, a lot of that would probably go away. Oh, so good. All right. So you're a big dream guy. You're helping people dream. How do you help people dream bigger? It's it's difficult because people, for the most part, haven't done it since they were a little kid. Mm. And so it's one setting the framework that, you know, why would they do it and what the benefits are Two, kind of showing them the how or the methodology on what do I need to do? And then we've created a framework there through different questions where we kind of try and pull some of those things out of them. But, you know, they're kind of unique questions. People haven't been asked them before. And some people wonder, where is this questioning going? Um, But ultimately, some people will not want to do it. They'll just say, well, that seems like really odd. But I, I will tell you the people that are willing to just learn more about why have found it very, very impactful and and very helpful in making their lives better. So it's just kind of a journey that you end up taking people on and reminding them of what life can be, helping them with little steps to make progress, uh, sharing in the successes when something happens that was a milestone for them. That's a big thing. It keeps them encouraged and just keep talking about it. And, um, you know, Brittany and I, who you also had, Brittany Anderson, that you had on the podcast, uh, you know, she's an amazingly uplifting, you know, individual. So she does a lot of, you know, little videos and things where we can send out to clients to, to, to do that. And so it's just lots of little things where we continually work on, um, you know, learning more about you and what would be the best version of you. And if life was, had, could have any possibility, what would you want that to be? And what we find is it's tough to begin with, but then as people kind of get it and they get some success, they start realizing that they can make things bigger, better, and they can create their life of their dreams. All right, Brian, what's your big dream? My big dream. Well, I would tell you my big dream is what I'm working on right now, which is the dream architect life. And it's a unique platform. Never been, uh, I've not ever seen it uh, out in the, you know, the environment, if you will. And I'd love to, I can't tell you a number of people because we haven't talked about it, but um, just making that more of a a known commodity that this is out there and you can build a life beyond wealth and just making that platform continually better and better and helping as many people as we possibly can have the dream architect life. Mm. I love it. All right, Brian, you've spent an hour with a young entrepreneur and you want to leave him with Brian's words of wisdom. What would you share? Um, well, I would I would say 
Start believing in yourself immediately, create little habits. Uh, look at the five people that you hang around with today. If those five aren't helping you get to your better self, uh, pick one that's maybe the most detrimental and find somebody to replace them with. Now that could be a, a relative and you can't get rid of them, but <laughs> simply maybe don't spend as much time with them. It doesn't make them a bad person, but for you to get to where you want to be and become, you need to have higher quality of people that think differently, have done different things and just be a conscious of that. And so if you just start with uh, upgrading the people that you spend time with, uh, that'll help. Uh, so good. Brian, thank you so much for, for joining me today, sharing so much wisdom and just sharing your passion for helping people get their dream life. Well, I appreciate it. It's absolutely been an honor, Robert. And uh, thank you for allowing me to be on today. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode, Julian Meyer and Robert have an exciting conversation about personal growth and the connections of mind, body, and spirit. Julianne expects miracles each day, a powerful thought seed to plant in your mind. What miracles do you expect today? That combined with the power of gratitude sets the mind in the positive direction 